iOS helps you control which apps you share your exact location with. There's more to iPhone. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hello and welcome to the Game Podcast from the Times. I'm Gabriel Marcotti and I wish you a very, very happy 2018. Uh, If your 2017 was good, I hope that it'll be even better. If your 2017 was bad, then won't take much for 2018 to surpass it. Now, will it? Now, with me in the studio, it's Alison Rudd and it's Henry Winter. And together, we'll be doing part two of our Premier League half-term report cards. An A means you are far surpassing expectations. A B means you're above expectations. A C means you are meeting expectations. A D means that you are subpar. And an F is a fail. Southampton, one of the gold standard clubs for how well they're run, except maybe when it comes to axing Claude Puel. Well, the axing of Claude Puel looked rather stupid when they were heavily outclassed and defeated by Leicester recently by a team playing the exciting football they hoped they would get under Puel and didn't get, which is why they fired him, even though he reached the uh, League Cup final where they played exciting football. So, so I think they lost their way slightly, Southampton, and then they appoint somebody who drifts between occasionally playing the dullest football you'll ever see, occasionally playing quite exciting football. I'm not entirely sure what they're... They're a club famous and lauded for... Their, their mechanisms internally and they know exactly where they're going and they like to promote from within and they don't go and spend money because they believe they've probably got someone good in reserve already there coming from academy level through. Of late, you've, you've wondered where that... You know, James Ward-Prowse rested quite a lot. He's clearly... I think he's going to be a future England captain. He's back in the team now. Really? There's an inconsistent... Yes, I do. There's you're an inconsistent... mistaking him with Mario Lamina? Because they, they look about... They look very similar. No, no. I, I think you can put money on that. Um, no, no I, just, I just think there's an inconsistency of approach at Southampton. So sometimes they look like Southampton of old, right. and sometimes they look like a pale so imitation, which you makes you wonder why they sat Puel in the first place. So what's your grade? My grade is um, C-. minus. The, the problem with Prell was uh, was was charisma. It wasn't anything tactical. He still hasn't got charisma. He hasn't got. But he's. But the thing about uh, Leicester is all the charisma has always been. With great respect to your compatriot Ranieri, the charisma has always been in the dressing room. That is such a strong, powerful dressing room. It's, it's run by three individuals in particular, and I actually think you could, you could almost run it 
without a coach. I think there's almost that. It's, it's a bit like that Chelsea. You know, when when Chelsea kept losing managers and they kept on getting on to to, to the finals when AVB went and they piled their well, they're like that Monty Python knight. You can lock bits off them, but they just still keep <laughs> on. You know, it's a flesh wound. Keep keep fighting. So I think he's actually Paul's been very clever at. We're not going, we're not doing lesser, but in terms of Southampton, what the fans wanted and what the players wanted wasn't someone who was softly spoken and was a little bit reticent because you know he is a good manager. He's, okay, his record shows that. Well, but look. but you know, I know you would like to bring everything back to statistics but sometimes it's actually it's more visceral than that it's about personality it's about his individual qualities well, you've of got presenting this, the himself. great charisma of les reed at, at southampton right so yeah but he's the nuts and bolts man he's not joking. front of house I know. but so in terms of where they are now right on their arc performance arc this season okay so they're 11th in the table as we're recording this but they're also just four points from the relegation zone and this is southampton we're talking about where do you see it c minus but Henry has given me a really good idea for um, a new TV show where a club with a strong dressing room is run by a robot or by a computer <laughs> I'm to see how they idea. do. Yeah, I'm going to make Where's this coach. Yeah, I'm going to make this easy, and uh, I'm going to go C minus uh, as well. I'm, I expect a l- teeny bit more from Pellegrino, but he does have mitigating circumstances. Uh, Huddersfield, Wags, Henry. Love them. I like. Can you not? I like. I like the ground. I like the atmosphere. I like the fans. I like the noise comes from the smart seats and the cheap seats. I like the press box there where you're sitting behind Dean Hoyle, the owner who is absolutely going through emotional torment. We saw that in the playoff final. He's sitting there and his his two sons are there. I like the fact that his sons go and work in the club shop, and even though he's worth. tens of millions of pounds you know they're not sport there's something incredibly re- refreshing about their approach they are a breath of fresh air to the Premier League some of their football that start the season some of the approach very good manager who clearly is going to go higher and higher I hope they stay up because I think there's a reminder a little bit like with Burnley um, of what you can do with just backing a manager being sensible and I think they're great so in terms of uh, above expectations can I go A? You can certainly go A. Yeah, I think I'd go along with that, mainly because the playoff final against Reading was one of the worst games of football I've ever seen. <laughs> and they'd, they'd, they'd been very sort of disciplined and almost quite dull through the campaign anyway. And it, the, 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 the climax of that was this dreadful, dreadful negative... Oh, dour, dour game. And I so I expected it, them to be not only struggling but also dull with it and I agree with Henry they've been fun they've been fun when they lose and they're fun when they win and I, even even when they don't even play that well there's something they bring something to it like a player you haven't noticed before Man City a real game I yeah. know that City won in the end, but they were Delph against was, Chelsea. But hey, ev, um, ev, everyone was raving about Delph, but Tom Ince had the running of him. Okay. I, I'm we're talking favorite Huddersfield players. I'm going to give a shout out to my man Aaron Moy and of mm-hmm. course. Uh, you know, it's always difficult for me to praise and show love and effusiveness for, for Germans, but, but Schindler, mm. wow. I mean, with especially when they do that thing where they, they press and all of a sudden there's a big gaping hole in front of them, the movement's there, and, and the guy next to him, who I don't think is that good, I know, I'm, I'm, I'm very impressed. So I'm going to give them a, um, an A-. minus. Allison, did you a give your grade? A. a. All right. So Huddersfield, get an A, just like Burnley. Brighton and Hove Albion, another promoted club. 
Henry. I know they've had a, 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 a bad run of it, but they went in there. I expected them and Huddersfield to be rooted to, to, to the bottom. I think if you're taking the overall experience, of, it's one of the best away grounds to, uh, to, to go to. Uh, particularly if you, you tack on a long weekend in, in Brighton. It, it, the atmosphere is there is good. Their approach is good. I think he's a fantastic manager. I think he's... he's a very likable, good person, too. Yeah. And there's a lot of managers that you yeah. can't say that about. Yeah, no, he's, he's, uh, yeah, he's a very honourable. There's a, there's not much nobility in the game, but there's a, certainly a dignity to, to Chris Hooten. I think although you can't involve it in grading, I think the fact that he's a, a black manager in a... In a basically a white man's dugout i think that's i think he's he puts a bit of pressure on him i think he's very aware that he is a he is a role model um and he's he knows that if he does well then maybe the, the glass ceiling well it's not going to be smashed open anytime soon because of the the attitudes of quite a few chairmen but i, I think eventually they will mourn more Black managers, BAME uh, managers, will be seen quite rightly and will fill the dugout and they'll be there on. Uh, and we'll have a sort of a more diverse sport reflecting the uh, the, the dressing rooms. So I think he's been I think he's been terrific. He hasn't you, spent huge amounts. I would, did I say A? A, there you go. Give him an a. A, a minus, just a to minus. differentiate it from Huddersfield. Yeah, A minus. I, 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 they're, they're on a, they're struggling slightly at the moment and in a, in a way that is, below my expectations of them because they started well and they looked to have sort of sorted out what to do on the road. They were so disciplined away. I, I was at the game where they completely outplayed West Ham at the London Stadium and I thought, well, that if they can do that, because they were very, very impressive. Their defending was it's one of the best defensive displays I've seen of any team in the Premier League, actually, that day. So together... You know, every every type of defending was there, um, last ditch tackles, but intelligent uh, positioning as well, and they, they seem to have lost that now. So I'm, I'm, I, yeah, I think I think this, they are doing incredibly well given their budget and so on. And, and Chris Hutton's a fantastic Gee. bloke, but I would give them an A minus too. All right, I'm going to go a little bit, a little bit lower because I mean, just modulating versus other teams with. I think less resources and, and less leadership, so I'm going to go B plus, but it still averages out to an A minus. Bournemouth, Allison, uh, maybe yeah, maybe a C. I think there's this there's a narrative with Eddie Howe because I think his story is compelling and he's English and he's always being linked with bigger jobs. Youngest manager in the Premier League as well, and his youth and the fact he has done so well so far so far in the Premier League got to grips with it really quickly and so everyone loves him for it I think inevitably that, that was going to be stunted because they haven't had massive investment it's regurgitating the same old same old so they're not a surprise massive investment? No how, how massive would you say it was in the summer? They're not, re they're not renewing it they're not um there's not that sense of regeneration with I mean, masses Defoe's of money. Defoe's done pretty well. Yeah, Defoe got we got length of contract and the wages. But um, Defoe's old. I mean, he's not. It's, Wait, but it's I like mean, an emergency yeah. purchase. It feels oh, like but, to me. That's fine, but I mean, it's still Eddie Howe having some money and being told, right? You can sign this old guy for three years. It's going to cost this much, or you can take some of that money, you spend it on a transfer fee, sign some other bloke. I mean, these are choices that managers make, right? He administers the budget there. So 
if you don't like Defoe as a signing, no, you, I don't but I think this, you can't Defoe say though that. I just don't think no, no, Defoe is going to save your season. But what I'm saying is, you can't say that there's been massive cutbacks or that they no, lost. I'm not saying there's been cutbacks. I it's all the same guys. Did, just, did they lose anybody? Have they sold any player who was a major contributor in the past? Yeah, no, but it's it's, it's all the same people, right? That's so, what I mean. There hasn't, there has, they did, they overperformed. Okay, so they, over, now, they had sorry. been overperforming. So what's your grade? So C. Okay, Henry. C double plus. Is that possible? No, you only get one plus. Sorry. Um, I'm going to go C as well. I have to average it out as a C. I just don't. I think they've jumped a shark a little bit. I know teams have to renew themselves. I know they've done it with, you know, Lewis Cook, who they brought before. They brought him along slowly. They often do that. But by the same token, when you have, I, I think sometimes he, he shows too much loyalty to to certain players, and you know, it, it's a tough spot to be in because it's a tiny club. Um, but they could very well be in the relegation uh, fight. So they've avoided thus far. So they're meeting my expectations. Uh, here's a team that's probably not in the same boat. Stoke City. Henry. Difficult times for Hughes. Partly because of the the raised expectations of their of their recent league finishes. Um you just just are they going through that become time or is, is the water become stagnant? It, it's very difficult. I've got a lot of time for Hughes. He's one, you know, we talk about um Chrissy Hooten. I mean, he's he's one of the most sort of, I would actually say, pretty much moral, dignified characters in the game. I knew Hughes fairly well, and he's a very, very interesting, reflective character. Doesn't necessarily, you know, given the way he played, he's actually quite sort of quiet. Just likes, you know, living his life. He's he's not a sort of Mourinho tub thumper. But there's a, it's frustrating watching Stoke because I really want them to do well because I want him to do well because he's one of those those managers I most respect but I think what he's got at Stoke is he's got an incredibly loyal board he also has got fans who I understand their discontent at the moment but they they I would say they're in my top five most knowledgeable fans and the best to talk to when you're going into ground or on social media or whatever I, I find them very pretty balanced and reflective so the fact that some of them have been turning, I would, you know, that's really worrying for Hughes. Do you agree? D plus. Yeah, I agree, I agree completely with D plus. Yeah. And I, I, I can't, I agree with everything you said about Mark Hughes. He doesn't duck it when they have a heavy defeat. He will talk. He doesn't go off in a mood. I don't know that he sees how he's going to turn it around. Yeah, I, I, I am D plus. I, I certainly expected him to to be doing uh, um, to be doing much better. The train is now approaching junction at platform. Passengers, airport, please stay on board. Next stop, road station. iOS helps you control which apps you share your exact location with. There's more to iPhone. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive in June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which 
is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Interesting one for you now, Alison. Newcastle and Rafa. Maybe it's a C. Rafa, fantastic manager. Fans love him. There's a lot. There's a lot in place at Newcastle for it to have been. Actually, it, it, it's it's done exactly what we thought because they were so happy to be back in the Premier League. A good manager got off to a great start because he was able to harness the excitement of being back in the Premier League. But he said all the way along, I don't have, I don't have the, I have a Championship squad. I don't have the players to make this last. I can't sustain this early. To be fair, piece of excitement. At every single stop in his career, but yeah, but, uh, but it's true here, isn't it? You, it you can't knock someone for telling the truth, yeah. and they do look, they do look like um, a group of players that, that won the championship, right. but but can't. See for Allison, can't. Henry. It's funny because when he said it at previous clubs, he's alienated some of the players. Actually, he said my squad's not good enough at Newcastle United, <laughs> and the players still back him. The players are still out there. Give it, give some it, of them are realistic, give it, give it, give it. I think. Yeah, but they, yeah, they've got they've got problems there. Um, look, they need Ashley out. Can I give Ashley an E and Rafa an A and meet somewhere <laughs> in the middle, which is probably probably C minus. I'm going to go C plus simply because I said this is not a good squad. They're slightly meeting expectations. They're not in the relegation zone, but they could be. So I think they're right about it. It averages to a C, which is pretty much where we expect them to end up. Uh, West Brom, of course, a managerial change along the way. Henry. West Brom, I'm going to have to go C minus, and that might be generous. That's very generous. Can Especially I go as they will never score again. C treble minus. Um, <laughs> I think if you actually looked at the squad, not necessarily the greatest squad, too many centre halves. Um, so there, there was there was an issue there in terms of. Well, I'll, I'll t- maybe I'll take it down to a sort of D plus because they are. If C is meeting expectations, uh, they they yeah they're D. Alison, yeah D, but it's quite complicated, isn't it? Because it's not just the club; it's how they're run, and I don't know that it was the right thing to do to get rid of Pulis at all, actually. And that might that might come back to haunt them. Well, if it wasn't, then you compounded it by hiring parts, so... Mm, um, no, for, probably... For me, probably, yeah, for probably me, a D plus. I'm going to go D minus, which we can average out to a D. Uh, sorry, West Brom. Palace! Two stories. <laughs> two stories. One was the... It's absolutely one story. Appalling. It's one story. No, no, because one of, Steve Parrish has been there all along. It's one story. It's a story of a season. You know, and... And overall, you have to view it from the summer 
You bring in Frank DeBoer, right? Bad decision. Bad decision to bring him in and then not stick with the decision and then give up on the experiment very quickly. And you have a manager savaging his own player for daring to take a penalty. They will now probably, I think, escape relegation. I don't think Roy Hodgson quietly savages people. No, I but think the he media might reaction l- to Benteke. I think he might lecture them like in a slight. I thought he was quite calm. I, yeah, I, I, given, I given, you know what Roy's like. I mean, you've interviewed him, and he went. When I was. He sees, he really, he, he I was surprised. The, um, I was surprised the, uh, he dissed him language. in public like that, the way he did. I mean, I have no problem behind closed door. You take Benteke, you pin him to the wall, and you shout at him if that's your style or whatever you want to do. In public, I don't know. I, I would have. I would have said. I would have just said, look. Um, when we thought Milivojevic was supposed to take it, I'm going to find out what happened and deal with it. And I'm this not wasn't anymore. a simple mistake that someone had made a mistake on the pitch. This was clearly going against his orders. So I, I, I've got, I had total it's sympathy with Hodgson. And also, I think, and actually, if you listen, you know, you, you can fill it his quotes mm. how you like them. But actually, if you listen to them in full, he basically said that he, he thought that the, the, the fans would get behind them, which. Yeah, maybe they did. But, but you, unless you know Benteke so well, and I think we've seen in the past, he's a bit of an uneven character. To go out like that, if Benteke then takes it badly and he becomes unplayable or the fans turn on him or whatever, then you're left with no center forward. You're left with a badly depreciated asset. Let's not forget, Benteke was a Liverpool center forward not that long ago. Do you know what? Benteke and needs to raise his game. No, he, no, I honestly, agree with you. He's, he's been in the shallows for too long. But you he do that in private, mirror, though, I and think. Actually, but I, th- I, think, I think he needs shaking up, Benteke. Your grade for Palace, Palace's season thus far. Give them a D. Can I give the fans an A? Sure. D. Okay. I'm going to go along and give them a D simply because I like Roy and I think things will get better. I'm not sure going to stay up. Uh, West Ham United. Even though they're held down by one of the worst architectural decisions in London since probably the fire of London. Um, I think it's... Is D generous? Yes. D minus generous. Yes. Well, on the basis so for that me, for some go reason D minus, e, you don't want to e is having um, there is no cri- e. Christmas off. There is no E. Um, I'll go F plus. <laughs> Alison, <laughs> I just thought you could do F plus. I love F plus. I love the concept of <laughs> failing badly plus. Exactly what it is, isn't it? Okay, I love F plus. I want to give it F plus because I want to say F plus a lot because yeah. it sounds great. But yeah, what a mess. What a mess that I'm going is. straight F. I hope David Moy sorts it out because they deserve better. But um, this is not good. And finally, the Swans. Well, they're, sort Swan of, they're, they're, they're meeting my expectations. They're probably meeting most people's expectations. They sold. They made money. They brought nobody in. Well, they, they did, but they didn't bring very much in, did they? I mean, we were hearing just now how great Tammy Abraham was, right? In England centre forward. But they have, and other teams near the bottom of the table don't. I don't think Tammy Abraham was a bad signing. New, Rafa wanted him in Newcastle. Oh, Newcastle were absolutely spitting tax. Exactly. I'm talking yeah. about priorities. All right. If you're... If you've got the limited resources that Swansea have, you've sold Gilfy Sigurdsson who kept you up. You get a lot of money. You don't. You don't spend that money. You're playing nursemaid to Tammy Abraham. I don't know. They're meeting expectations. See, but they're going to go down, aren't they? All right, Henry. C minus. Uh, I'm going to go D because I expected more for them, but we can average this out too. A C minus. So, just to uh, just to tell you who our who our top performers are, our top students, they are 
Manchester City, Burnley, and Huddersfield, all of whom get an A, closely followed by, by Brighton, who get an A-. minus. Watford and Leicester City earn B pluses. United and Spurs get B minuses. West Ham get an F, despite winning the World Cup. And um, it's D's, i.e. subpar failing grades for Everton, West Brom, Crystal Palace, and Stoke City, who do get a D plus, though, possibly because of the Mark Hughes effect. We have some uh, awards for 2017, for, for calendar year 2017. Uh, our producer, Charlie, decided that we're going to do this uh, uh, FIFA Ballon d'Or style. Um, so I know. Se- they're separate now. They're separate. I said, I know. The Ballon d'Or is not polluted by FIFA anymore. FIFA or Ballon d'Or, no. Okay, yeah, not polluted. That, that's, uh, that's, that's your I've people. got the email. I've got the email. The FIFA awards are now called the best. The best. So, give the advantage of, of Henry being here with us. Um, Henry. Your manager of calendar year 2017. I know this is going to be tricky because we're talking over two seasons, but this is the way Ballon d'Or does it and FIFA, the best. Not Mourinho, not. You don't have to pick from these names on the list, by the way. Well, I can't. I can't really see anyone else. Um, I have to go Guardiola, even though last season. It was below expectation. This season is just so fabulously good. And I would have uh, Sean Dyche as his sidekick. Alison? I'd have to give weight to Conte winning the title. I think he's a proper proper coach. We bang on about the, um, the staff you have behind the scenes and so on. I really do feel that Conte made his mark on that team. And I'm going to go, we're going to have a problem because I'm going to go Sean Dyche because over the course of 2017, he kept Burnley up, which is a feat unto itself. And right now, they're, uh, they're joint fourth in the Premier League, for those of us who don't believe in goal difference. So, so he's um, manager of the year because he would be my close second. So if you add up all the points, he, he okay. wins, doesn't <laughs> Thank he? Thank you. I, I, I would imagine he'd probably be Henry's second too. So well done, Sean Dyche, our player. Of 2017, we have some nominees here from uh, uh, from Charlie. You do not need to go for these, but we have N'Golo Conte. We have Kevin De Bruyne. We have the Harry Kane, the four-season wonder, of course. We have Romelu Lukaku, who scored a ton of goals for two different clubs. And we have Mohamed Salah, who has only been here half a season, but hey, that's all he's needed, right? Mm-hmm. Plus, he plays for Liverpool. Alison? Yeah, um, well, I like... All of them. I would go with De Bruyne because he's been consistent throughout the whole of 2017. It is rare to see a player who is so intelligent, the variety of what he can do that is so beautiful. And he, I don't think there's been a match where he hasn't done something that makes you think, wow, that was really, that was really good, Kevin. And he's a nice bloke. And he's, but yeah, it's throughout, throughout the whole year, he's, he's not had any dips. He's been fantastic. So it's uh, definitely him. I'm, I'm a huge De Bruyne fan, but I would and Kane as well. I would have definitely those two in the top three, but I have to go for N'Golo Kante. Vote of him was Football of the Year for the last two years. He was fabulous for, for, for Chelsea, the whole two-player element to him. And I think when he hasn't been around this season, they've, uh, th- th- they've missed him. I think, he's, I think he's a special player and he would walk into any team in this country. Um, I have to side with Henry. I'm going N'Golo Kante as well for all those reasons. When he's not there, you really miss him. Many, many thanks to my guest today, Alison Rudd, who is not related to Amber Rudd, apparently, and Henry Winter, 
who, as we discovered, uh, once kissed Amber Rudd during his university days. We're going to be back next Monday looking back at all the magic created by the FA Cup third round weekend. Yes, as the song goes, it's the most wonderful time of the year. And of course, that third round weekend includes a rerun of the Merseyside Derby. The game is brought to you by The Times. For more information and more podcasts from The Times, head to thetimes.co.uk. As you're listening to me, Daisy, Apple's iPhone disassembly robot, is dismantling an iPhone into lots of recyclable parts. That's how Apple recovers more materials than conventional recycling methods. Thanks, Daisy. There's more to iPhone. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.